Today I would like to share a few thoughts with you and uh, what I'm going to share with you is going to be a little bit also what I'm going through. And often we think that people from the stage, we are right at that mountain that we're perfect and then we're telling all of us how to act. But it's not so. We all have trials. We all, all go through tribulations. We all deal to this, through the same things that you're dealing with because we're all the same people. Amen. This is one of the hardest topics probably that people are working on and, and we're going to work until the day we die. And it's that our words matter. It's about our tongue. It's about our conversations. It's about how we fellowship. When we do fellowship, what do we fellowship about? Or what are we saying when we fellowship? And it's amazing to know that, that our tongue doesn't have any bones. Right? <laughs> our tongue doesn't have any bones. But it can break bones. It can break hearts. It can break lives. It's amazing. It is amazing. And it's something that the Bible is calling us to have control. And the Bible is also teaching us one of the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. But also it's reminding us that our tongue is such a small, small, small thing in our mouth. But it's power to do so much. And one of the first points that I would like to just remind all of us, there is wisdom in silence. You don't always need to be the one speaking, right? The Bible says in Proverbs 17, 27, 28, it says, He who has knowledge spares his words. And the man of understanding is of a calm spirit. Even a fool is counted wise when he holds his peace. When he shuts his lips, he's considered perceptive. So listen, we can be fools, right? But if we're among people and we just make one decision to just zip it for a second, just not to say anything, everybody will think how wise this person is. <laughs> we don't need to go to college. We don't need to read books to become wise. If one thing we can learn to just how to be quiet, we will be perceived as wise. Not too long ago, I was talking with one of my friends. And of course, they had to remind me of some conversation that I had with them. And, and, and those were not probably the best conversations. And are you with me in those moments when somebody comes to you and tells you, I think you said something back then, like five years ago. You're probably scratching your head. What did I say five years ago? And you're trying, all of a sudden, you're trying to kind of defend yourself. And I wanted to do that in that moment. A year ago, I said this. I remember what I said yesterday, not a year ago. And I just want to defend myself. But in that moment, the Holy Spirit just spoke to me. Just, just shut up and listen. Just listen to the other person. Just close your mouth and don't say anything. And I just had to take a deep breath. And put a smile on my face. And, and just being able to listen to that person. And then when the person ended, I wanted to justify myself. But the Holy Spirit says, no, no, no. You just apologize and move on. And this is what I did. And I said, I'm so sorry. This happened. If I said that, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Forgive me, please. I don't want to wound you with my words. I don't want to say things that, that can be taken out of context. I apologize for that. And it's amazing how the conversation ended. Ended with a smile. We give a hug to each other. And we're working together again. Because God has given us the grace and the mercy that we need in those times when we're saying, God... Help me to control this little tongue that can get me in so much trouble. 
Amen? Amen. You know, there is a saying, it says, if you want to know somebody or you want to get to know somebody, just let him talk. Just let him talk. You don't, have to, you don't have to look at the resume. You don't have to call anybody. Just let him talk for five minutes. And you will find out everything about that person. What's important for them? What are they, what are they after in life? Are, about their passion, what they live by? What are they doing every day of their lives? You're going to find everything in those five minutes. Just let them talk. And if you don't want to be a fool... In those moments, be really wise what you're sharing, right? What you're sharing, because God has given us the power. As Pastor Carl already shared today, the Holy Spirit is in us to control our body, to control our tongue, to control our conversations, because our conversation have an effect on other people. Aren't you annoyed when you are among people and somebody just does all the talking? And you want to say something awesome. Somebody else just goes 100 miles per hour. And they know everything. And, and they're going to teach everybody what to do. And, and, and they know everything about everybody. And you kind of just, am I even here? Hello? You know, I want to share something too. Don't be that person. Don't be that person. Just be a person that is quicker to be able to hear than to talk. Quicker to be able to just give somebody a ear and being able to say, I'm here for you if you need me. Than to be able to just give all the solutions that you want to give to them. It's almost like we're perfect and we're going to solve all the problems that people are going through. Let's keep that in mind. That it's best to just take a step back and be able to listen. And in those moments we give room to the Holy Spirit to be able to speak to us. Maybe that person is going through something. Maybe the person lost someone in their life. Maybe the person is going through depression. Maybe that person is just, is just hitting the, the, the bottom rock. And, and you're just there. Not to talk, but to be able to give them a year. Amen? When you want to talk, just, just for a moment, pull back. And take a deep breath. And as Dr. Colin is reminding us, count to five. You know, I, I joked the other day with her and, and I said to her that I have to learn how to count to five. And she's like, yes, sometimes you do. And, and I said, I'll, I'll better do that in Russian because it takes a little longer. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we need all to do that. Just take a deep breath. Count to five and give a year. We'll get longer. We'll live longer. We'll have, live happier. And we will live with a smile on our face. Amen? A person that can control his speech... He can become as a perfect man. A person that controls his speech. The Bible is calling us that he can be considered as a perfect man. James 3, 2 says, For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is what? Perfect. One more time. For we all stumble. All of us stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man. Able also to bridle the whole body. You know, sometimes we look at people and, and we're kind of like, he's not acting right. He's misbehaving. What is wrong with this person? Why is he like that? Why is he behaving this way? But it starts with controlling our speech. It starts with controlling our thoughts. Because the Bible is saying, if you can control this, you'll become almost like a perfect man. 
And when you become that man, you can control your behaviors. You can control your, what you're doing, what you don't want to do. You can, you can have everything in the control. Because the Bible is calling us to live according to what the, the, the Word of God is calling us to live by. And it's not kind of like we have to do it in our own strength. But God has given us the power, the Holy Spirit, to do this with Him. To do this with Him. Many people want to control just, just a few things in life. Many people want to control whatever what gain, gain they can get from it. But no, the Bible is calling us all the time to be able to control our body, to be able to control our speech, to be able to, to say, now I'm going to be quiet. I'm not going to get angry. I'm not going to say some of the things that I'm going to regret. Colossians 3 verse 8 and 9 says, But now you yourselves are to put off all this anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds. You see, this is what the Word of God is teaching us. In Colossians, is encouraging us to put all these things aside. Even later it's asking from one welcome sweet water and bitter water. Can we come to church and worship the Lord and bless Him. And then with the same tongue turn around and curse somebody. The Bible is calling us to be the same. Either we're here at home with our friends at work. Wherever we're we at. To put aside all these things that are worldly. To put aside the old man. And to say, but now I am new in Christ Jesus. And because I am new in Him and through Him, I can do this. I can do this. You see, what we are filled with, that's what's going to come out. And sometimes we say, oh well, He just robbed me the wrong way. And we, you know, we go to the subway and, and, and somebody just cut us in the in front of us and went first or, or said something mean to us and we explode. And, and we're like, oh no, no, this is his fault because this is what they did right in front of me. And I'm not going to tolerate that. We're a generation that we don't want to tolerate things. Have you heard of that term? We don't want to tolerate anything. But the Bible says this in Luke 4, in Luke 6, 45 says, Out of the abundance of your heart, his mouth speaks. Whatever word you have in your heart, when a circumstances come and it squeezes you a little bit, it jumps out. It's not kind of like, oh, the circumstances made me like that. No, 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 no. You fed yourself with those circumstances. You fed yourself with anger. You fed yourself with bad companies. You fed yourself with things that, that you're just feeding yourself in. And then when a moment comes, when you have to give kindness, there is no kindness. When you have to give a good word, there is not a good word. When you have to smile and forgive, there is no forgiveness. Because there is not in the heart. You know how many people, they can say good things just on their lips. But their heart is far from it. Our life is like a sponge. Whatever what is in there, once you squeeze it, it's going to come out. Remember this. If you don't remember a whole lot from this teaching. Just remember that me and you, we're like a sponge. We gather information into our minds, into our hearts. We live our life with a bunch of information. And that's why it's important to spend time with the Lord. It's important to get this kind of water into this sponge. Because when a moment comes and somebody steps on your toes, you're not going to be, oh, peep, peep, peep. You know what I mean? 
But you're going to be saying, I'm sorry, excuse me, go ahead. Go ahead. I remember one time I was driving with my wife in the car and she was talking with somebody on the phone and, and she wasn't a speaker and we we're just, you know, conversa- uh, having a conversation with somebody on a, on a phone and, and, and somebody cut that person off. And that person, mind me, that person claims they're Christians, they're saved, they, everything is cool, you know, like in a box, everything is perfect. <laughs> and all of a sudden somebody just cut them in the front and we don't know what's going on. And all of a sudden, beep, 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 beep. And you're like, whoa, let me close my ears. What is going on? I thought this person is saved. But you see, a moment came when, when this sponge got squeezed for a second. And instead of coming, one, two, three, four, five, it was something else. And this is how our life is sometimes. This is how our life is sometimes. We all can be cool. We can come, we can dress up nice, we can, we can impress people, you know. And even though we can be fools sometimes, in the moments we can learn how to not to speak, and we can be perceived as we're wise, but your character and your speech comes out in the hard moments, in the moments when you're being tested, in the moments when somebody betrays you, in the moments when somebody does harm to you, in the moments when somebody does not want to listen to you, in those moments, this is when the Bible is calling us now, be kind. Now say good things. Now let your words not be of a foolish person, but of a wise one. How important that is. Proverbs 17, 27 says, He who has knowledge spares his words, and a man of understanding is of a calm spirit. Calm down. <laughs> it's simple. Just calm down. When a situation comes that, that you just want to tell everything that person, everything that you think. It's best not to say anything. Just calm down. Nothing is going to change. You're not the first one born in this world. You're not going to change somebody with your own strength. Oh, but as long as I tell them. I had somebody that I met. And, and uh, is it okay if I share this story? I'll be honest with you, yeah? It's really practical. I went to a church one time. And somebody walked to that church with a t-shirt that had some kind of design. And there was a lady. That, I mean, she claims she's saved, you know what I mean? She claims she knows the Bible, she prays, she does all 100 yards. But then when that person came to church, and she saw that person in that hallway, that it was a design that she did not like, she just went off on that person. I wonder why sometimes people don't want to come to church. I wonder that. And I began to think, and I came to her, and I said, why would you do that? I mean, you just, you just, I mean, ruined that person's life. He, he might not want to come to church. Well, it doesn't matter. As long as I told him everything, it's not right for him to wear the shirt. Da, 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 da. You're like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And this is how we do it. As long as we said it. This is our position sometimes. As long as I said what I wanted to say. We don't care about that person. Listen, let's be honest. When we act like that, when we say mean words, when we put somebody down because they're a little different than us. Ultimately, we think that we're doing that because we care about them. We love them. We want them to get saved. Forget it. It's the evidence that you do not care for them, but you care for an image that is not as important sometimes. We are to be kind, to say kind words. To say words that build, not destroy. To say words that the person is going to call you in a few hours and say, What did you mean by that? Because that really had an impact on my life. You see, hasty 
and uncontrolled speeches lead to anger. Sometimes we only see that, that people are getting angry or, or something happens, but it starts from the speech. It starts from just communicating something. Starts to, it starts when you share your heart and somebody misunderstands you, and all of a sudden it's like a whole bomb goes off and everybody's angry. It can get even to physical fights. How often even in our families, we can be like, I'm the husband, I'm the boss. You know, I, 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 this is what I say, it goes. And we forget that those things actually can lead us to dispute and to anger. There's a quick story that says that a husband was really proud of his position in the home. And of course, an argument happened and he was so afraid that he ran under the table and he was hiding. And the neighbor heard of the dispute and he came to help them out. And he says, what is going on over here? And the husband is kind of like under the table. And he says, I am the man of the house. Where I want to stay, there I stay. But he was afraid. That's why he was under the table. But he was the boss. He was the boss. So often we're like that. We act upon because we think we're somebody. But inside we're afraid. We get into dispute and, and we can go to, to another level when we can get angry. But inside we're afraid. Like this man. Inside we tremble. Because we know that we're weak. And unless the hand of God is upon our lives. Unless the Lord builds our friendships. Unless the Lord is for us, not against us. We can't do anything. We cannot do anything. Hasty and uncontrolled speeches lead to anger. James chapter 1 verses 19 through 20 says. So then my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to read. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. This is what James says. Let every man be swift to talk. Right? No, no, no. He says, swift to hear. It's amazing how sometimes we just read the word of God and we don't see the, the word here. We see the word talk. You know, and we're like, let every man be swift to talk. Well, yes, this is my gift, you know. And then be slow to keep your mouth shut. No, 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 no. Let every man be swift to hear. Be quick to be able to hear somebody. And then slow to talk. This is what the Bible teaches us. I'm telling you. I'm sharing this because I'm going with this. I'm going through this in my own life. And Pastor Carter knows that. Sometimes he, he has conversations with me that's separate. We're not going to go there, right? <laughs> But we all are on the same page. And we all need this. To learn how to keep control of our tongue, of our conversations, of what we say. People may say a lot of unwise things when they lose it. You see, conversations before you get mad, before you get angry, can be controlled. Listen to me. Conversations before you get mad and angry can be controlled. But once you get to the point when you lost it, forget about it. You're not going to be able to be like, oh, now I'm going to just control myself. I was talking with somebody the other day on the phone, and, and we were just talking about things on this topic. 
And I said, listen, when you feel like you're about to blow up, just fake it. Hey, how are you? You know, somebody called you. Just how are you? I'll be right there and just walk out of the house. Walk out of the company you're in. Don't, don't stay there when you feel you're about to snap. You know, everybody wants to solve everybody's problems. Just let it go. If you feel you're getting heated up, control your emotions, control your speech and step back and just walk away. Go and enjoy the air that God has given to us. <laughs> Breathe some fresh air and come to Fife and come back. Amen. If you want to say, if you want to stay out of trouble, guard your mouth and only open when needed. Proverbs 13:3 says, "He who guards his mouth preserves his life." Can you imagine? You, if you open too much your mouth, you can lose your life, according to Proverbs 13:3. If you want to preserve your life, guard your mouth. But see, it's not just our physical life, but also our life in life. What I mean by that? If you guard your mouth, you can live joyfully. I'm not saying tribulations won't come, but you're going to soar above those tribulations. You're going to be able to find life in this life. You're going to be able to be joyful. You're going to be able to enjoy life and actually look forward to tomorrow. He who guards his mouth preserves his life, but he who opens wide his lips shall have destruction. You want to open up your mouth? You want to be, be like, I, I just want to tell them, like this lady, as long as I told them that, you're bringing destructions by doing that. Instead of building something up, you're destroying with your own lips. Proverbs 21, 23 says, Whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from trouble. If you want to stay out of trouble, learn when to open your mouth. Pavel, if, if you want to stay out of trouble, learn when to open your mouth. You know, sometimes those who talk a lot, they need to learn how to be quiet. And those who are quiet, they need to learn how to talk. So often we see people that are kind of quiet and observe and we think something's wrong with them. There is nothing wrong with them. They're just wiser than us because they observe us. If you're in a group of 10, 15 people, if you want to join that group, just sit quietly for 15, 20 minutes and watch them. It's so interesting. You, it's the best college you can go to. And it's for free. It's for free. You can just join the conversation, kind of just look. Oh, I'm not going to do that. That was dumb. I'm going to take notes over here. I'm not going to say that because this offended them. Well, they shared this about their spouses. Oh, definitely I'm not going to say that. Because once she finds out, I'm fired. Right? <laughs> this is the best school we can go to. Among our friends and just watch them. Watch them and learn. And learn. You see, words are words. It's like a bag of feathers. Once you drive on a highway and open that bag... And those feathers fly away. You can never get them back. So often we think that. Oh can, can I just 
go back in life and, and, and change everything what I did. It would be cool, but the thing is that you won't. It's a deception that sometimes we live by. If only I can go back 10 years, how much things I'll do different. You will never do things differently because me and you are a human being. Because if you want to do things differently, let's start now. But we don't want to start now. We want to start 10 years ago. And this is how we live with regrets. You see, words, when you open your mouth and you share something and you say mean things and you say things out of anger, our mind is like a computer. And we store things in our mind. We remember what people told us. And the funny part is that what they tell us that is good or when they encourage us, we don't remember that. But when they tell us something bad, we store everything. We keep everything right there and then. This is how our mind works. Be careful what you say. Because people will remember. And we say, well, ask forgiveness. Well, let me tell you something. They're not Jesus. Jesus forgets, but we don't. We should, but we don't. And that's another problem. Maybe we can talk sometimes else. Right? Our words have power to build up or to tear it down. Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. Let your, my words and your words not be corrupt, but let them be good for edification. In my conclusion, I would like to just share a few thoughts while the band is going to come, we're just going to go into a time of worship and being able to just ask God to touch our mouth. So you might ask, so how should I do this? How should my speech be then? I mean, you're saying all these things. I deal with all these problems, but how should a speech be then? Colossians, 6, Colossians 4, 6 says, let your speech Always be with grace. Grace. The same grace that you have received from Christ. That is upon me and you. Let the same grace flow to others. The same words of grace that came upon your life and my life from our Lord and Savior. Let the same grace flow to others. Let your speech always be with grace. Seasons with salt. That you may know how you out. To answer each one. In different words. When he talks about seasoning our words with salt. It's pick and choose what you're going to say. Don't just say everything that comes to your mind. Stop for a second. Count to five. And then say it. You know that the same statement can be said in different words. And a person can hear you. Or you can say the same statement the way you want to say it. And the person will never hear you. There was a man in the Bible that Pastor Carl already mentioned. And I did not even know that he's going to share that. But it's written in Isaiah. The prophet of God. Isaiah chapter 6. Verse 5 says. So I said. Woe is me. For I am undone. Because I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of the people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Verse 6 says. 
Then one of the seraphims flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with the tongues from the altar. This is important right here, verse 7. And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin is purged. Powerful. Powerful. One of the first steps that we're to acknowledge and what I had to acknowledge in my life is to say, God, I need help with my words. I need help with my vocabulary. I need help when somebody cuts me off so I don't swear, but I just show kindness. I need help when somebody does something wrong to me that I'm not mean to them, but I respond with love. I need help. And when we have those meetings with our Lord and Savior and we, we acknowledging and saying, God, I am a man of unclean lips. My mouth is so filthy. How can from this mouth on Sunday morning come worship to you and on Monday morning come curses to others? Oh, help me for this vessel always to be pleasing to you. Always to bring fruit to you. The way I am on Sunday, that's the way I'm going to be on Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And on Sunday again, I'm going to be encouraged in you. And he says that the angel of the Lord brought this coal and touched him. And touched his lips. And he cleansed him. And he cleansed him. And all of a sudden, that man that he thought that, whoa, it's me. He became a mighty prophet that was foreseeing and foretelling what God is going to do. Even in the days that we live in. Even in the days we live in. Brother and sister. You might say. I have such a filthy mouth. No your words matter. No your words matter. And by acknowledging that. You come to him and say. Now cleanse me Lord. Wash me. And touch my lips. And the last scripture I'm going to read. It says in Isaiah 50 verse 4 says. The Lord God has given me. The tongue of of the learned. You see, it's a, it's a journey. We're learning how to do this. That's why I said we're going to learn till the day we die. It's a journey. That I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. You know, when, when we have control over our speech, God will give us insight when to share, what to share, and how to share. And it's going to be a word in season. Not out of season. A word in season. Because the Holy Spirit that works through you to bring this word in season. He also works in the other person's life. Preparing the other person to be able to hear this word. Because ultimately it's the work of the Holy Spirit that comes through us. And the other person that is to accept. That I should know how to speak. A word in season to him who is weary. He awakes me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as learned. In different words, he's saying, morning by morning when I come to you, I hear what you have to tell me. And because I'm able to hear through your word, through prayer, through spending time with you, because I'm hearing what you have to say, now you are impacting my life, oh God. And because of that, 
I have a word. I have a message for those around me. And that message is of hope. That message is of encouragement. That message is to build, not to destroy. That message is not to tell your kids how dumb they are, but to tell them how smart they are, even when they do something dumb. I visited a family one time, and the parents, the people from this home, they're telling the kids how dumb you are. You're an animal. What is wrong with you? You're this, you're that. And you're like sitting over there, and these words have power. In our words, there is power. We have life in our words, or we can bring death through our words. We can build somebody up, or we can destroy whatever what's even left there. But our God is a God of healer. He is a God when it seems like everything is broken and burly that branch is holding on to. He says, I'm not going to break it totally. I'm going to come and heal it. Same thing me and you. When we see people like that around us and we want to say, hey, nothing is going to happen with you. You're so dumb. Nothing is, you're not going to achieve to anything in life. You're a failure. Your past is going to define your future. But let me tell you something. No, no, no. Look to people through the blood of Jesus Christ. Because we are all the same. We are all the same. We're all the same. And because of that, He has given us the power. He has given us the power that I should know how to speak a word in season to Him who is weary. A word in season. A word in season. I would like for you to stand with me today. And I want to encourage you, if you want to go home and continue to read the scriptures and continue to search a little more, what does it mean to have control of our tongue? What does it mean to have control of our speech? Read the book of James. It's a powerful book. Powerful book. Powerful book that teaches us that we have this tongue that can bring healing to others or destruction. If you're here today that you're saying, Pastor Pavel, I would like for God to touch my mouth like this angel touched the mouth of Isaiah. When he says, my lips are unclean. Oh, when God came and cleansed him, God used him mightily into his kingdom. God has a plan for your life. God has a plan for your life. He's not done with you. Young person that is here, a child that is here, you're thinking that your life is, is, is insignificant. But God sees your heart. He sees your mind. He sees your thoughts. And He's saying, I want to cleanse you. I want to wash you. I want to touch you. Would you allow me to do this? I want your words to be pure. I want your words to be kind. I want your words to have an impact on other people's life. Because this is what the kingdom of God is about. It's about building each other up, not destroying each other. And if you're here that you're saying, I need this touch. I need God to cleanse my lips. Come join me here. And in a moment, we're going to pray. Oh, Lord Jesus, we thank you that your word teaches us how to use our tongue. Your word teaches us to have control over this vessel. God, we thank you that you have spoken to us today.
and help us now to be able to put this to practice in our life. We're going to learn how to do this. We're going to run into your presence. We're going to come to your word. We're going to pray. And Jesus, you teach us how to do this. Give us a teachable heart, oh God, to be able to receive. And in those moments when we want to just say something mean, just to say it. In the moments when we feel like the conversations are getting heated, give us the grace to leave them. God, help us. Help us, oh God, to be able to choose our words wisely. Help us to build each other up, not to destroy each other. Help us to say kind words to our families, to our kids, not mean ones. God, help us. This tongue that we have, such a powerful, powerful weapon that we possess, oh God, that, that can build our families up or destroy. Help us, oh God, to be able to control. One of the fruit of the Holy Spirit is self-control. Oh God, help us to exercise this. Help us, oh Lord. Help us to be reminded every time that this is, this is how our life is. That, that we're in need of you. We're in need of your grace. Our life is like a sponge that, that we're gathering information, insight. And when a moment comes of difficulty, of tests, somebody can squeeze this sponge. And whatever comes out of it, sometimes we're not happy. But we come to you and we ask you to touch us. To touch us. So when somebody squeezes us, your grace comes out of us. Kind words. Loving words. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.